Hi everyone, this is Meir giving you a message and a very nice blessing for this coming summer in the world. In fact, I'm not going to start the summer in San Francisco, I'm going to Tel Aviv. I want to talk to you about something very, very important. Medicine and biology these days basically considers nearsightedness as something that comes on its own, somehow gets it. A child sees perfectly until the age of seven, and then he goes to the nurse at school, doesn't see well, we give him glasses, and the glasses are going on for the rest of his life. What they don't pay attention is that once you allow the system to be weak, it just weakens and weakens throughout the years. So glasses work very well, and then at the age of 40 or so, they have bifocals and then trifocals. And then, you know, you expect cataract, glaucoma. You expect uh, macular degeneration. Why not? Hundreds of millions of people get that. And the medical profession didn't even one minute allow itself to think there could be a different reality. But here's the thing. Almost every kid between the ages 5 and 7 becomes, to some extent, hypermetropic, which is the opposite of myopic. And adults tend to give that kid reading material which is right for the normal eye. And many kids lose the clarity of the vision right there and then. Another thing, in medicine... There isn't an idea that stress connects to eyesight in any way. But it really does. They have no idea that not seeing well connects to life habits. But they really do. few examples. They made a research with kids who were indoors all day long looking at computers versus kids who are outdoors most of the time. And those who are outdoors develop much, many fewer cases of nearsightedness than others. Another research showed that kids who go to sleep with light in the corridor develop high myopia, which is out of control, that leads to many problems, including vitreous detachment, retinal detachment, and many others. And so life habits have a huge influence on us. My uh, wonderful student and mentor, it's just a wonderful relationship we have professionally. She became an optometrist and has knowledge I don't have, but she still does my work as her main work. Her name is Fernanda from Brazil. And she said that as a nearsighted person, like all other nearsighted people, she was looking for near all the time. Truthfully, nearsighted people notice things that people with normal vision, amblyopia, do not notice from near. They're very organized by nature, but they don't look far. And it was actually touching to hear from her that I'm the one who 
convince her to look from top of the hill to everywhere. We had a huge fight to be able to get our school in a residential area by the beach with no precedent for it in San Francisco. And even the person who is the governor of the state of California now voted for us when nobody knew he would even be a mayor. But we got a vote of the total board of supervisors because it was really a major thing to allow us to have a conditional use in a residential area. They didn't change the zone. They just allowed us the use that we have. And ever since then, thousands of people came with me to the beach and looked at the waves. And whenever I go to Tel Aviv, I go to an area near the beach and I look at the waves with my clients. Distance is something myopic people hardly ever look. And people with hyperopia, who are the opposite of myopia, work very hard to focus. And one of the things we teach them is to not work hard, to allow their reality to come into their eyes. And today, even today, I worked on a wonderful client who lost 98% of his vision. We're gaining back 20% of it. And his head always bends down. And I taught him to look straight, to allow the world in, even if he doesn't see the world well. Because eventually, it's very important for us to develop our periphery. So my principles of natural vision improvement, which you can easily get in my books, like the book Vision for Life and Awakening Your Power of Self-Healing, the important thing in them is that we are compensating for the demands of modern life. If you look at primitive tribes or tribes that live with nature, Eskimos, they look at huge, huge distance. That's where the eyes are resting. Bedouins look at the desert. Bush people in Africa look far away. Natives in the Amazon look far away. And the important thing is that the eyes are focused at the distance. Our eyes learn not to do that. And that's why we have an epitome of myopia. And that's why it's so important for us right now to take ownership of that and spend as much time as we need to look at a distance. And I can tell you, then in the next workshop we'll teach here in San Francisco, which is going to be on September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Labor Day weekend, which we're used to teach every year. I will take my class like at all other times to look at the wonderful waves in Ocean Beach as we start to do the exercises that can help us be free with our eyes and free from our inhibitions and free from our stress. Many blessings to all of you. Meir.